It's me, Ross Dressvelez. Thanks for listening to Ghosted. Today I am joined by um, a wonderful, wonderful comedian and dear friend, Justin Martindale, who's going to talk to us about the ghosts of the comedy store, the legendary Hollywood comedy club that is quite haunted. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to read a story from a listener that was sent to me. This is uh, from Lauren. And uh, let's hear about it. In my hometown, in rural, I had the hardest time with that word, rural, rural Alabama, the old Woodland Hospital has a renowned reputation for being one of the most haunted buildings around. In the mid-1980s, rumors of a dark entity that roamed the hospital spread throughout the entire town. The spirit was referred by the name of Homer, who has been known to set off ice machines, flush toilets, oh, that's nice, nudge patients, violently shake door handles, and set off call lights by themselves. While open, the hospital staff reported multiple accounts of nurses having doors slammed in their faces, ghostly sightings, and surgeons having to stop mid-procedure due to unexplained equipment malfunctions. Okay, that's scary. In 2009, Woodland Hospital closed its doors and its personnel dispersed elsewhere, along with the tales of Homer. A few years later, the building was bought and renovated to become an inpatient psychiatric facility. Back in 2016, I was told that this facility was offering great pay and flexible hours, so I applied to become a night shift patient care assistant. Ooh, gosh, okay, this is going to get good. I thought, please, she says. The rumors can't be as bad as they say. Scary enough, one of the first things they acknowledge in orientation is that three-fourths of the building had not been in use since the hospital's closure, other than to store supplies for the psychiatric wings. While on a tour, we were showed expansive amounts of the building that still housed neglected baby cribs, dark, deserted hallways, and eerie operating rooms that left me feeling unsettled. Once I started my training, strange things began to happen almost immediately, aside from typical psychiatric patient activity. One night, all of the PCAs, including myself, were sitting in the lockdown unit outside of our patients' rooms. At the end of this long corridor, corridor were huge locked double doors that could only be opened with a passcode. These doors led to another hallway that had some offices, which was locked by another coded door. Around 3 a.m., mm-hmm, I know this story, I began to notice what looked like a shadow of someone pacing outside of the unit underneath the door. Three of us went out to investigate, looking into the office rooms for a missing patient or staff member, but we found nothing. It was very odd, since the only people who knew the codes to enter that section were all already inside the unit. Another instance occurred in the uh, early hours of the morning while I was taking out the trash. This required a 10-minute trip through the closed-off portion of the hospital and out the back of the dumpsters, alone. As I pushed the trash bins through the cold, dark corridors, I became overwhelmed with the feeling that I was being watched. I put in my headphones and pushed on, telling myself that I was not going to let my anxiety get the best of me. 
While heading down the long corridor of vacant operating rooms, I noticed a door handle vibrating at the end of the hall. As I took off my headphones, I watched it shake in disbelief. It's close to 6 a.m., I thought. Maybe the maintenance man was in that room working on something. Cautiously, I passed the door handle as it vibrated vigorously. I called out for the maintenance man, but I was left with no response, only the clank of the rattling door handle. I bolted outside to the dumpsters and called the nurse station from my cell phone in a complete panic, fearful that possibly a patient had escaped back there. The charge nurse sent two of my male co-workers to investigate, but the door handle was found still, and the room inside empty except for old hospital stretchers. Patients began having odd occurrences as well. We would have instances of patients waking up with braids in their hair and unexplained screams coming from what sounded like distant parts of the hospital. Wait a minute, braids in your hair? Once I had a female patient who was only being held inpatient to regulate her antidepressants and combat any side effects. It's important for me to say that she never had any previous history of hallucinations or paranoia. The night prior to this patient being discharged home, I heard screaming coming from her room. The nurse and I rushed into her room to find her having a panic attack in her bed, pointing into the corner. She begins screaming, there was a man in there! and crying hysterically. Upon observation, we found the faucet in her bathroom running full blast. The psychiatrist determined that this was a form of a mental breakdown or potentially a side effect of her medication. I always wondered if she had actually experienced something far more disturbing in the night, but no one could corroborate her story. On my last fateful night at the psychiatric hospital, a strange malfunction occurred to the hospital's security system. While we were trying to reset the system, the nurse and I spotted what seemed to be a silhouette of a man walking slowly from the previous nursery to the old laboratory in the closed-off portion of the hospital. He appeared to be as real as any other person. Once the patients and staff were accounted for, our unit manager called the police. When they arrived, we showed them the video footage and brought them into the back where the man was spotted. No one was ever found. Extremely shook up, I put in my two weeks notice the same morning and never returned. After much reflection, I feel as if I told myself the things happening around me weren't real to cope with the thought of an actual malevolent malevolent force potentially being sewn into the very walls that house those that were mentally unstable. It feels good to get these stories off my chest and to tell it to like-minded individuals who actually believe me. Paranormal investigative teams would call management of the psychiatric hospital constantly to try to investigate it properly, but the owner would never let it happen. So thankful for you allowing people like me to share our supernatural experience in such an open and understanding way. I'm obsessed with the show and love being a part of the growing fan base with love, Lauren. Wow, Lauren. Um, I can't get over the fact that people's braids uh, appe- braids appeared in your hair one morning. I mean, if you wanted braids, that's kind of amazing, but uh, creepy. And uh, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by an old friend and fashion expert, <laughs> Justin Martindale. Hi. Hi, Boo. How are you? I'm good. It's been honestly forever since I I've seen, seen you. I haven't seen you in so long. Well, yeah. now you're a fashion expert on Ease What the Fashion. <laughs> yeah. No, that just means they gave me a job. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. There's no expertise whatsoever. So do you find yourself like in your daily life critiquing people's fashions? Absolutely. Well, you know, it's getting to that point now where people are like, like DMing me and being like, "Hey, I'm going to this event. What do you no, think? No, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm going to the Abbey tonight. Yeah. What do you think? Can no, I wear this tank top? Well, I get girls and they're just like, "Hey, I'm going to this like formal tonight. Like, how does this look? And it's weird because it's like I give them advice and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I like that, but like, kind of put your hair back and kind of do that. That that would look good. Oh my god, like my, uh, a friend of mine. 
went to the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood premiere and she was like, oh my God, how do I look? And I was like, honestly, you're giving me like Sigourney Weaver after Gozer possesses her, but like with the like go-go dancer vibe. And it totally worked. And I was like very proud of it. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you have to say about the uh, this full drag en- ensemble that I'm wearing right now? Oh yeah, it's good. It's giving me like like fruit vendor. <laughs> Hot summer day Glamazon vibes. Just off the side of the freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with like a nice uh, chili lime salt. Uh huh. Fresh lime juice. Mm, Take a bite of these mangoes. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Um, (laughs) We, I don't even know when, years ago, went ghost hunting together. A little bit. Mm-hmm. One, one night we were at the comedy store just drinking away. Oh, yes. And, and you know, since I've always been obsessed with the comedy store on the ghost side of things, you've been a paid regular at the at the comedy store since when? A long time. Uh, 2009, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So July, th- wait, June of 2009, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so cool. And I just had my 10 year my 10 year anniversary was this year. Wow. Which is congrats. crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Which yes. that's a big deal to any of our listeners that might not know. That's a huge deal in the comedy world. And if you go to the comedy store, Justin's name is signed on the side of the building mm-hmm. with the greats. And on the door of the men's bathroom. Is it? No. But I'm, oh. my, I had to buff it out. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, that's your phone number. <laughs> yeah. My phone number and my name. So. My old Hotmail account. <laughs> <laughs> At yahoo.com. Uh, so, yo, I remember we were like hanging out there and we we're like, oh, because you're like, oh, you want the tour? And then we we're like kind of walking around and we were like trying to find ghosts, but I don't think we found any ghosts that night. Was that what we like downloaded that app? Yes. Yes. There was we like downloaded app. some app. <laughs> we're like, it has to be legit. It's an app. Yeah, it's an app. It's what a can, free app. Can, yeah. And we like walked around and it picked up like the static electricity of the room and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. It's supposed to tell you where a ghost is. Mm-hmm. But I, I only remember it going off when we went by like the cellar or like whatever that that basement area mm-hmm. is it was like a door that was like shut off mm-hmm. and we like put it by and like something happened now i don't know what that was maybe that was my grinder lighting up i don't know no it was definitely something there which um oh okay so fun story where should i start should i start with the what's the history of the comedy store the history of the comedy store okay so the comedy store itself used to be um it's the heart of sunset strip it's yes it's right in the middle it used to be ciro's restaurant so Ciro's used to be like the staple of Hollywood, like it used to be a restaurant and it used to be like right in the middle of the studios. So like you could go from the studios from like, uh, uh, not Santa Monica, but like it used to be the Paramount Studios were on Melrose and then like Sony and, or um, it's not Sony, um, the, the studios on the west side. So it was like right in the middle where people could meet and gather and socialize and everybody from like Joan Crawford to Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz. Um, I mean, it was back in the day when people would dress yes, up and go yes. to like a supper club yes. kind of a vibe and you'd go see Sammy Davis Jr. Right. There was actually a Looney Tunes episode about, remember that old Looney Tunes episode where they go in and it's like Betty Davis and it's all like the caricatures? Oh yeah. That's based off of Ciro's. Right. So if you don't know that episode, just Google the Looney Tunes like Ciro's episode. So, that was like the 1930s, and that was around to like the 19, maybe I'm saying, maybe it's the 40s, I'm not sure. But um, if you want to know more, uh, look up Jeff Scott from the Comedy Store, his Facebook page. He's like a historian on the building, so whatever oh, nice. I get wrong, just go like find him and he'll correct you. But it was there from like the 40s to the 50s. Everybody would go there. It was like a, a cabaret show. Like the main room used to be like where all the entertainment and the dining would happen. Um I don't know exactly what the original room used to be, but eventually, once Ciro's started becoming uh, flourishing with like wealth and you know notoriety, the mob eventually got involved, and mm-hmm. that's when things got really weird. So the mob would come in, you know, they would do their transactions, illegal transactions. There's actually a staircase at the comedy store that goes up a flight of stairs, and it opens out into the parking lot. 
Oh my god! Like that kind of hardcore shit. Where you know? it's like, yeah, 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 sir. Just yeah, Tony yeah, go wants up to there. come see you. Break your yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah, go all the way up there. Yeah, there's actually a, a hole where, like, you know, if you're coming up the stairs, like they'd stick the pistol through the hole and like shoot you and just oh dump you out into the god. street. There's rumored to be a tunnel that goes from underneath the comedy store that goes underneath Sunset to where the old House of Blues used to be. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so I don't know if that's true or not. And then. Um, the belly room, the upstairs room was used for, um, illegal abortions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's not why it has the name, the belly room, Yeah, but like there was a, there were several instances where the rumor was that one of the mob boss's girlfriends or wives or mistresses, even it sounds like a mistress kind of a situation Mm -hmm. got pregnant. So he sent her up to the room. And she died during the abortion. And then the mob boss came and found out and shot the nurse who did it. And so there was a rumored, like, lady in white nurse haunting the store as well. And then um, there have been numerous ghosts. And then back in the 80s, there was a show called Unsolved Mysteries that always love scared it. the shit out of me. And I love it. Was that guy's name Robert Stack? Robert Stack, yes. yes. <clears throat> and they did a story on the comedy store and like how it used to be Ciro's and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's really interesting because you don't know, there's a whole bunch of like 80s comedians like talking about it and they're like, oh yeah, you know, when we put out the tablecloths and the ashtrays, because they get smoked back in the day in the club, which just disgusts me thinking about, um, they would like, they have like a woman like turn the corner and then she's like, wait, Hold on, and then she turns around, and like all the tablecloths are put away. I remember away. that the reenactment. Yeah, yeah, and, yes. the, and the chairs are all like poltergeist, like up in uh-huh. a pyramid together and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, how did they do that for the '80s? That's brilliant. Great. But then I'm like, that that's really weird because I haven't seen anything like that happen. But there is definitely like an old, like creepy. There's always something creepy going on there, and then they talk about that basement that you mentioned at the top, like. That was like for years. I remember when I was there, it was just gated off. It was almost like a like beware, <laughs> like yeah. a, like a very aggressive gate with like a huge lock on it. And um, in that unsolved mysteries, they talk about like how a like something went on down there, and like this angry energy um, was down there and 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 stayed down there. And so now, um, this was maybe like five years ago, they had like a paranormal team that went in there and like documented what their findings were and stuff. And they said something about like there are seven ghosts in, six or seven ghosts in the comedy store. And then like they cleaned out like five. So there's only like two left or something. They just uh, cleaned them out. Yeah. Ghost Ice came in and oh, sent him no. everyone, sent everyone home. <laughs> Which I was like, no, that's good. Like, let them stay. It's such a charm. To Were the they place. the bad ones or what? I don't know. I've never had like a bad one, but. There is, you know, you've been there. It feel, there's like parts of the place which are like you literally like walk through. You walk through it. Like a lot of comics kind of stay away from it because they're just like, a, it's like, it's a like people are like, oh, it's just a very negative, heavy energy. That's and like, I pe- feel. like I have a hard time breathing there, or like you know, it just makes me really nervous. And you know, it's been around since the 40s, 30s, 40s, and you know, the 70s is when it became the comedy store, and then it's just kind of... I haven't been back there in years. The last time I was supposed to be there, somebody got shot. Oh, yeah, I was there. I was supposed to go, maybe I was gonna, no, I wasn't gonna meet you. It was you. the upstairs roast battle. I was gonna go meet my friend, and she was she was out there. I, I for whatever reason, canceled, and then she texted me, she's like, I'm here, and then she texted me later, somebody just got shot in yeah, front of me. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. You know what's really scary about that is that it was me and, um, who was I up there with? It was me, Jeff Ross, and Anthony Jezel, like, judging the roast battle, and we heard something from upstairs, and we were in the belly room, the abortion room, <laughs> and we were upstairs, and we heard, like, pop, 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 you know, and we were like, it's we not all Fourth of July. Yeah, we all thought about it. We were like, mm, we all looked at each other, and then somebody came up the back stairs, and immediately my head went to like Columbine. Like oh, for God. some weird reason, I was like, oh, they know where they're going. They're gonna open this door and like shoot everybody. In yeah. Here. And then um, 
they knocked on the door and somebody went to the door to answer it because thank God it was locked. And and uh, one of the employees walked in and I remember I remember bit, like looking to see if he was like if he was shot himself. And um, he was like, OK, well, we we're all on lockdown, so nobody can leave. And Jeff Ross, without a beat, was like, what? It's not like somebody was shot. And he was like, actually, someone was shot. Oh, my God. So. And that was like a specific. It was definitely a hit. Like it was like yeah. some sort of drug deal had gone awry. Like the guy, apparently the guy had come out of the original room down those front steps and the guy ran across from like the Mondrian, immediately came over, saw him, right, went up to him and was like, bah, 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 and then like ran off. Oh my God. And I don't know if they and ever he died. Caught. Oh yeah, he died yeah. on the steps. And I was like, all right, American Horror Story, here we are. I know. Like if you die at the comedy store, you're trapped. We just got another ghost, Jessica well, Lang. There's also. <laughs> Come on, Ryan Murphy, Let's move your go. crew in. Yeah. I, oh my God, if, if season 10 is not the comedy store of American Horror Story, <laughs> I'm dying up I, here. I would probably get cast as like Gun- Gus Kenworthy or something. <laughs> Wait, that reminds me that there was also the comedian that jumped off the hotel. Yes, Steve. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Lubetkin. Steve Lubetkin, yes. Um, so Steve Lubetkin was um, a comic who moved out here with... Um, Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis. I yes, read I was the book. Said Richard. You read the book. Good. It's called I love I'm Dying Up Here. Read the book. Showtime tried to do a show about it, but just like read the book. It's great. I almost said well, Richard Well, they Pryor. very much fictionalized it. Yes, yes. But if you want to know the true like origins of like comedy on the West Coast, like read I'm Dying Up Here. It's a good summer read. I would definitely mm-hmm. put it on my top five summer totally. reads. Um, he moved out here with Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis start to, started to blow up, obviously, in the 70s and 80s. And Richard Lewis once they moved out here together he was like hey i got your back whatever i do i'll help you da 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 kind of that tale as old as time yep yep and so richard lewis started like blowing up and steve was like well what about me what about me i got to do some stuff as well and so he wrote like a screenplay or a script that like went nowhere he just like wasn't spent happening. all of his savings his parents told him to like move back and he wasn't having it he was like no i got to hold on just for just a little longer and then the comedy store strike happened with like david letterman and all those guys saying like hey we're tired of doing this shit for free and this is all like late 70s late se- yeah like 77 78 maybe mm-hmm. and so mitzi was very adamant she's like no my comics who cross the picket line <clears throat> will never perform here again i'll blacklist them and for some reason like he walked across the picket line but like unintentionally and she saw him like down the hallway of where the like going into the um you know that what is it that long hallway going in towards like where the belly room tickets oh, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and she saw him and like blacklisted him from the store and at that point it was like all he had left he wasn't performing anywhere else um he had like nothing he got into drugs he was taking acid and taking uh I think he was taking like uh, like psychedelic, maybe like psychedelic mushrooms and acid and all that kind of stuff. And one night, <laughs> just climbed the top of the Andes Hotel, and which was the Hilton Continental back in the day, and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna show them all." And he was tripping balls, and he was like, "I'm gonna jump off and land in the parking lot of the comedy store." But the sad, funny thing is, is that when he jumped off, he missed and hit the pole to the ramp going up to the parking garage at the Hilton Continental. And um, but all the people at the comedy store still saw it, right? Oh, absolutely, everyone saw it, and it, to the point where everyone freaked out. It was during a show. And um, everybody ran out, and I remember I think Mitzi was even still there, and it like that like tore her up. She was like, "Wow, like I can't believe like I caused somebody to like kill themselves." Well, he obviously had a lot going on up there. Well, and that's like the first episode of the uh, "I'm Dying Up Here" is when the guy just like he's. he's but got... that was different because that was a guy that everything was going great. Yeah, that was and like then a, he killed. Himself. That was like a mix of like Freddie Prinze and yeah. and Steve Lubetkin. Okay, so there were dr- like crazy drugs involved. We've established that. The comedy store is a great place for people to die. <laughs> it is. And I mean, that's the thing. It's like, what other place in LA do you know, like people just being like, 
fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go out for some laughs and then end up with a murder. <laughs> so what is your experience with the ghosts? My experience with the ghosts is actually I have a new one that I want to oh, add. Oh, yay. I okay. wanna, it actually happened yesterday. So Wait, it's okay, brand new. Let's exclusive. start from the, yes. the, the top. Okay. So in your 10 years, uh-huh. what was the first thing that happened? The first thing that comes to my mind is it was about uh, maybe six, seven years ago where I was in the back of the main room. There's a green room in the back where like, you know, Richard Pryor and all that. You know, the little silver piano where everyone did coke off Yes, yes, yes. Which, P.S., for anyone that has not been to the comedy store, which is probably most of you, there's three (laughs) rooms. So there's the main room, the original room, and then upstairs is the the belly belly room. room. And the main room is... Big one, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like two hundred, maybe like two, three hundred seats. It's big, something like that. Yeah, feels big. Um, so it was like after hours, we were all like smoking weed in the back, and it was like me and Don Barris, who Don Barris, you know, like closes out. He's the warm up guy for Jimmy Kimmel, and so you know, we always back then we would always just like hang out and just get shit faced, and um. They all left, walked across the stage to walk out that long hallway because we had to get out. They were like, all right, we're closing up for the night, da 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 da, da. And so I was the last one out because I'd use the bathroom. So I'm using the bathroom. I walk out. I cross. I get to the center of the main room stage, and, like, all of a sudden I was like – like, I could feel, like, I was not alone in there. Mm-hmm. And I hear somebody call my name. But it was like a voice that I didn't know. And it wasn't like a scary voice, but it was just like a, Justin. And I was like, hello? (laughs) And there was nobody else in there because they had all left. And so I was like, well, all right. Must be the wind. Yeah. And um, it's always the wind, right? And so as I'm walking out, I look over to my left and there's this booth. Like something just kind of drew me. I don't know why I walked out that way, but I walked out. I looked over in the booth and there's this like big guy sitting in um sitting in the booth he has a a gray bowler hat on and a gray jacket i can't make out an undershirt um and i couldn't make out a face it was just like black and i just saw the silhouette of like a gray hat and a gray jacket he was giving me spooky haunted house vibes yeah and i looked over at him and also i want to say there was like a smoke like a light smoke coming from him and so my instincts just kicked in and I just ran down the hallway. Like I was just like, nope, 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 not like this, not like this. And I find Jeff, who's the piano player, the historian of the comedy store. And I'm uh-huh. like, Jeff, 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 Jeff. He's like, what is it? What is it? And I'm like, I think I just saw a ghost. I think I just saw a ghost. And he asked me, he's like, well, what did he look like? I'm like, it's a gray bowler hat. He had a gray jacket. He looked like he was probably like really big and he was very broad. And without a beat, Jeff's like, oh yeah, that's Gus. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Who is Gus? Gus used to be a security guard bouncer back in Ciro's. Wow. So Do we know what happened to Gus? I have no idea. No, I don't know. When you saw Gus, was he see-through or did he just look like a guy with smoke around him? He looked like a guy with smoke around him. Like he was like, but that was the weird thing is that I couldn't make out a face. I just saw the clothes. Like I just saw the gray jacket and the gray, which is why I host a fashion show. I just <laughs> see the clothes. <laughs> but um, did the hat match? The, the hat jacket. did match. Yeah. Okay. It was that very like almost like kind of like a Dick Tracy. Yeah. Like vibe to it. Ooh. Yeah. So that was the first one. Okay. The second one was a little more extreme. Because I witnessed it, however, I did not witness it. Okay. And I'll explain. So, several comics and I, again, late at night, maybe at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Witching hour. Mm-hmm. It was me, Tony Hinchcliffe, Matt Edgar, Jade Catapretta, and Stephanie Simbari, I believe. Um we all were hanging out, and for some weird reason, they wanted to go up. They wanted to crawl. They wanted to go up into the rafters of the main room. I don't know why. I think they were just like, well, "We're gonna go in there and hang out and smoke a joint or whatever." Oh, I didn't know there were rafters. You well, can... like up in the up like where the lights are and stuff like that. Okay, in the main room. So I had been drinking, and I'm six foot four, and I was like, "This sounds like a horrible idea." So <laughs> I'll just sit out here while you guys go have fun, but don't leave me out here for long. And this was outside of. Like where the the little smokers annex is, 
in the back. Right. But after you had had that experience with the first ghost, I mean, how do you feel? Like, are you someone that's like, um, there's ghosts here and I'm terrified? Yeah. And if people are like, yeah, man up, pussy. (laughs) Yeah. You know where you are, right? So, and I've always like kind of had like that, um, like kind of like, I've always acknowledged like that there's like a afterlife or spiritual stuff like that so it never really bothered me okay it just bothers me if i like pull the curt like pull like a sheet back and like someone's like yeah like that's when i'm gonna (laughs) shit the bed you know what i mean okay um so they all go in there they're all they're they're worried because the alarm has been set no one's there no one's inside the building but tony and matt edgar used to be door guys so they're like oh well we know how the we know the security code and we know how to not trip the wires or trip the, you know, trip the alarm. So they all climb up the damn wall like baby goats and <laughs> get inside. And I'm sitting there waiting. I think I had a cigarette at the time and um, I'm waiting for them to come in. And then all of a sudden I start getting really, really heavy and a sense of like I almost might fall asleep and or like pass out. It was a really weird, like almost like a nauseous feeling. And all of a sudden, like I, my eyes start closing, and the second like my head drops, there's this loud bang, like a huge ass crash, it followed by foot like people running, like goo, 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 goo. and all of a sudden I will never ever forget, like the door slams open, and everybody starts running out, and they're like run, 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 run. The alarm starts going off, crazy. We're running, we run, we run, we run. I think we ran to Mel's Diner on Sunset and we were like, <laughs> just we got, kept running. Just kept running. But you didn't even know why. No, but I was just, just like, like, all okay. right, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's do this. And um and we're sitting down at Mel's and I had and we all and everyone's just kind of like startled. And so I go like, so what happened? And Jade's like, there was something up there with us. And we were like, what? <laughs> like, what'd you say? And she's like, we were up there and like, I saw somebody up there with us. And I go, well, what was that loud crash? And they were like, what loud crash? And I'm like, what? I'm like, you didn't hear that like loud bang? And they were like, no, 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 we saw somebody up there and we freaked out and it freaked us out and we ran back. She was like, there was something up there with us. And I'm like, then what the hell did I hear? Weird. Like it's it was so loud and like, they were like, no, we we have no idea what what you're talking about. So I heard this loud, like right when my head dropped, I hear this loud crash, and then they all start running out, and they're like freaking out, like so. Interesting, that's like, isn't that weird? So that still freaks me. Do out. you know who the ghost was that they saw? Mm-mm. Wow. But they said they saw somebody up there, and like they turned their face, and they all freaked out and like ran. So oh my I was, God. and it's crazy because it was like the whole club was closed. Yeah. So oh, it's like spooky. I was like, was it a transient? I was know. It like, either like, way, you and Dave. Either way, girl. get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, and then the last one was happened yesterday. So they converted like the demonic basement into like a <laughs> podcast studio, um, which I think every podcast studio should be called a demonic basement, <laughs> <laughs> except for this one. It's cute. Um, but we're sitting there. I'm doing this interview with Argus Hamilton, who's actually on the Unsolved Mysteries episode. For the comedy store, so I'm sitting there, and he he started he brought up, isn't he like the last guy that's yeah. been around since oh, like yeah. the 70s? Uh huh. Uh-huh. He's like legendary. Um, he's actually the unsolved mystery of the comedy store. How he's still alive. <laughs> and I told him yesterday, I was like, Argus, the weird thing is, is that you've been dead for 10 years. <laughs> but while we're sitting there, he brought up unsolved mysteries because I like back in the day, I had a um a bit about it and like how I was a kid and my mom would always scare the hell out of me by making me watch Unsolved Mysteries. And um, as we're talking about it, out of nowhere, this fly just lands on my arm, which is just weird. That's like the Amityville horror. Straight up. Right, exactly. And I'm like, oh my God. And I and I look and I go, this fly just landed on my arm and I'm showing everybody and it's not moving. It is not moving at all. In fact, the fly touches me and then falls off and dies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're possessed. I and I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, did everyone just see that this fly, and it was moving, and then it just stopped, and it fell off me, and it was dead on the carpet. 
what is that? Yeah, I was like, that is some Candyman, like yes. Amityville shit. Because I, every time I go down there, I feel like there's something weird going on. And I don't know if it's necessarily the connection with me and the comedy store, just because I'm the last one that Mitzi, like, passed. Oh, that's right. So I don't know if the comedy store, like, entity, like, recognizes that, and they kind of, like, either, like, embrace me or just hate me or what. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was the fly being like, hey, we've got your back, but, like, we're ghosts, so you're getting a fly. You know what I mean? But do, do they think that in the basement it's something that's not a human? Like, yes. it's some kind of demon yes. situation? yes. It's like some sort of because that like, to me sounds like demon shit. Yeah, I don't know about humans that are doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it's definitely like a. I think it's just a whole thing of like the negativity and the the rejection and all that stuff and like whatever is down there like just sucks all that in and um, lives off of it. But that's what's weird though is because the last time all this stuff happened was when the comedy store was like kind of in a dark place, like. Back when, like, Dane Cook was at the Laugh Factory and killing it every night, and right. then, like, people grew up. <laughs> and then um, then Joe Rogan came back to the comedy store. And, you know, we have, like, Joey Diaz and, like, Chris D'Elia and Theo Vaughn and, you know, um, um, all, all like, everybody who's on that show every night is amazing. Um and it sells out every night. And so I wonder if like all that laughter and all that joy and everything is kind of like kind of pushing whatever's oh, down their way. Interesting. Because like, I have heard that like a demon can latch onto somebody mm-hmm. when they're in a dark time. Oh, yeah. You know, like they're looking for a vulnerable vessel. Yeah. And so that could be the same thing with, you know, a building. I think so, too. I mean, it's definitely. And in the, in the episode of Unsolved Mysteries, they talk about like. You don't know. Yeah, I don't. They do like a recreation of what the guys see, and it's like this kind of like Pennywise, like blue energy, <laughs> like circling, and they're all lit up, like whoa, <laughs> and like something goes through them and flies out or whatever. But um, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird because it's like every now and then I'll get like a like a like a cold air will blow through me or like uh. It's it's very uncommon to talk to somebody and or to somebody and be like you know mention ghosts and like they all have their own like they're like oh yeah I've, da, 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 da. have you seen people that have been there for years that are skeptics don't believe in it at all because uh... it's a tough guy kind of a vibe there it's a very tough guy vibe there so I can definitely see like I don't believe in that shit yeah. I don't know. I think I I I feel like if you don't believe in it, then that's just not true. But like, I feel like if you asked anybody and be like, "Hey, do you think like there's like a presence here, or, like some sort of an energy mm-hmm. that everyone would agree, yes, there is." Yeah. Like, and that's even like you know for Joe Rogan and all those guys, because I feel like they would be like, "Oh yeah, there's there's you can definitely feel something here." Like, mm-hmm. I feel something. Like, regardless, I will go. Say if I go to the Laugh Factory, the Laugh Factory's vibe is very different than, say, the Comedy Store's vibe. The improv is a very different vibe other than, you know. I mean, we're talking about, like, murders and, and, you know, conspiracies and, you know, ulterior motives. And, I mean, there's that whole whole legend of, like, Mitzi Shore hiring somebody to go burn down the improv or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is that story. So the improv where I have worked for forever is not they there's little bits of stories about it being haunted yeah. but I don't know I don't think it is I don't I don't know I know that they tried to have somebody do like an investigation and nothing really happens no. um but Rita you know who's mm-hmm. like general manager and or not anymore but she no, she came back Yeah but now she's got some other job there she's she's um She's amazing, but she she has had like a little bit of stories there. But oh, I'm know. sure. I'm, I'm sure. not sure. But I mean, like the Laugh Factory used to be like Groucho Marx's house. Oh yeah. Like it used to be like. I remember when you lived next door. Yeah, he lived right next door to whatever that was. Right. I don't know. I just remember when you lived across the street. Oh God! Yeah, that was haunted. That was haunted. That was haunted? Well, it was just weird. Like, it was just, it was like, it used to be like comedy bungalows. Didn't you live in, like, somebody's 
bedroom like somebody some somebody no i mean like some like dan Aykroyd and john belushi it used was to like, live yeah, there it was like, like one that. of the like when they when they moved to la like they started out they lived in those like little those, those little bungalows. apartments it was like a like studio apartment Woo. yeah Woo. yeah that was three years but it was it worked for me at the time but yeah it was like Crazy, but now you live in a haunted place. Now I live in a haunted place. I'm Yay! so excited. You found a home <laughs> in a haunted place. <laughs> yes, I totally live in a haunted place. I live in West Hollywood, and I haunted re- haunted West Hollywood, <laughs> and it's a building that um was built in 1932. Love it. And you walk in, and it's just Spooksville, USA. Um, I have, I think Ronald Reagan used to live up above. Well, that's dark. Yeah, before he became an actor. So, like, that's how long ago it went before wow. he became a president. Yeah. <laughs> so, that kind of shit. I actually want to, like, do some research on the building. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. going to actually do that when I go home from here. I do that all the time. I, Any I hotel I stay in, I'm like, look, as I'm, but I always do it too late. Like, I do it once I'm in bed. Mm-hmm. So, if I read, like, and in room 32 is where the murder happened, and I'm in that room. In room 32. And what do oh, you do? Oh, God, that's so fun. Um, so, like, you walk in, and it just has this very, like, I have, like, a grand staircase that goes up to the second floor, and then it comes back down from a certain way, and it's, like, you know, old, like, like, like velvety green carpet. Oh, I love and it. And, like, you look up, and there's, like, Spanish deco, like, on the, on the ceiling. Oh. It's really charming and has, like, you know, these amazing, like, architectural, like, cutouts and, like, very kind of like Spanish villa vibes. Uh-huh. And it's just a long ass hallway, very shining. Um um there's a little stairwell that goes down to like the laundry room which is like in the basement pretty much. Terrifying. I don't, I don't even want to know what that was back no. in the day. Um and then all the all the doors are like wooden and they have these like metallic knockers on them like old school stuff and they don't have peepholes you can actually like latch it and like open oh yeah it. so you go into my place and um they renovated it they put in hardwood floors that they, they all the bathroom tile is like the original like the tub is like that seafoam green from the shining I it's like it. i know i do too and i love it <laughs> and then my kitchen and my dining room is like my little like ghost area where i have like you know my haunted mansion like the people in the elevator frames. I didn't realize that you were so into this stuff. Oh, I'm so into like spooky shit. You have no idea. Like I'm going to the Monster Con thing, which is like in August, which I can't wait, which you'll be there, I guess. You said. Midsummer Scream in Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to get some more things. Um, But I guess back in the day they used, I have this closet that used to be, I guess a, um, what's it called? A, um, Ah, it's a bed. Re- a bed where you can put up, like a loft bed or whatever. No, no, well, it's or, like uh, um, where you open the doors and like the bed's there, and then you can pull the bed down. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking. It has a name. I'm forgetting what the name is, but um, so there was that, and then they converted it into like shelves and all that kind of stuff. So now it's just like a big closet space. And um, when I first moved in there, um. It was almost a year ago, and it's like my first night in there, and I could just, there was like something, I could feel something weird in there. And it was also empty. Like, I just got out of like a breakup and was just, had like no anything. Um, So I had to buy a couch and a bed and all that stuff. So thank God I could do that. Thanks, E. And um, the first night I was there is when, like, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I went to the bathroom, and like the closet door the clo- both closet doors were just wide open. And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> and so I shut them, and I didn't have AC at the time. Like, there was no AC, but I didn't really need it because fall was kind of here, and uh-huh. it was cool. Now I got that AC cranking installed. Well, see, you don't need AC if you have ghosts. Uh, I know, you but, know I, but, but I think I got rid of them because then okay, I shut the door, and then the next morning I woke up, and they were open again. 
And so I was like, okay, well, you're obviously just like kind of letting me know you're here and that's fine and everything, but I'm paying the rent. Yeah. Um, and so I, I remember my friend just giving me like a thing of sage. Of course she was white and white <laughs> girls love sage. Um, and she's like, just, you know, sprinkle this around. I'm like, bitch, I know how shade, I, shade, sage, <laughs> I know how, I know shade how shady works. sage works coming to the stage. Shady sage. <laughs> that's my uh, sister. <laughs> but like, honestly, like I was like, yeah, you know what, what, whatever I have to lose. And I kind of did it and was just kind of like, you know, go away. <laughs> like I'm here in peace, whatever. And uh, yeah, it just kind of stopped. And then every now and then, like I'll I'll wake up and like kind of feel something, but I don't. It's not like a threatening. I don't feel like a threatening feeling or anything. Okay, well keep us updated. But I want to look into it. I want to know like who. And I do that on stage where I talk about like this experience, and I talk about like how I I feel like it's like an old like 1930s producer who just like wears a robe and nothing else and like invites young girls with a dream and a suitcase over. Oh, sadly that could be very true. I know, I know. And she's like, oh, really want to make it in Hollywood. Take off your clothes. <laughs> okay. Open the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear some ghost voices? Yeah. All right. It is time for... EVPs or EV please. Oh, good Do you know segment. what an EVP is? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's what we did with when we walked around. <laughs> yeah, well, the we tried. Store. Yeah, it was EV, <laughs> EVP minus. So EVP, electronic voice phenomenon. I go to YouTube and I find people's uh, real life paranormal footage or you know audio that they've caught and i want you to guess what what they're saying well i want you to guess what the investigator believes that they said okay because you know it's hard you can definitely catch something but but it takes a certain expert to be like this is what it said yeah and i want you to guess first of all what you think and then we're going to try to figure out what what investigator like oh he was that was a there's this man that i'm obsessed with Uh uh-huh named charlie chittenden uh, he has a channel called Charlie Chittenden Paranormal. He's this man that does a spirit box. Are you familiar with that? Uh-uh. It's a little bit different. It's more like it uses, uh, I believe, radio frequencies uh, to to capture. It's more immediate. Um, so it's usually louder. It's a lot of a lot of noise, and then you'll hear like a sound coming through like a radio. And um, he contacts dead celebrities. Work. Yeah, so he's got everyone on there. I he had a Paul Lind one, but none oh of, my god, none of the stuff on there was it. Just Sam Pancake, like just <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'll take the yellow. <laughs> the, I don't know. Um, Come I see me, to Hell Campo with a scarf on his neck. <laughs> I'm a straight man. <laughs> um, I couldn't hear anything with that okay. one, but I did find the Elvis one. Oh, I have a story about Elvis. Let's see. Let's see if you can tell me what this one says. It's going to sound way more robotic. Is it? Do you have a guess? Is he saying I'm all shook up? (laughs) That's a good one. Is it? Is it A, it's itchy? (laughs) I don't know what, but maybe something's itchy. Well, it's Elvis, so probably something's itchy. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a reputation, you know? Is it B, What's the issue, bro? Maybe he's broing out in the He afterlife. could be broing out in Graceland, yeah. C, I want to kiss you. Uh-huh. Or D, <laughs> Was that just a Missy Elliott lyric <laughs> that you said? <laughs> get your freak on. Is it D, it's, get your freak on? Is it D, it's drum for Manissa Plan yet? <laughs> I'm gonna go with is D. It D. I'm gonna. Is the D if you got a big? <laughs> Let me search it. Find out how good I gotta haunt it. I'm gonna go with I wanna kiss ya. That's what he believes it says. I wanna, I wanna kiss you. I wanna kiss you. Yeah. I, I heard like I wanna kiss you, girl. I wanna kiss you, girl. I wanna kiss you, girl. Um. Oh Wow. What else? That's it. That's it? I think we did it. Everything. Oh, no, I could do this all day. I know. It's so fun. It is fun. Well, keep keep having an open mind about your apartment and the comedy store. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, be open. I mean, not just your mind, your yeah. spirit. Be open to the experiences and come back and tell us everything. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm literally doing Halloween starting 
in August this year. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, Me as too. much as I as much as I love, I just like, and I like connecting with people who have like you know, little supernatural vibes and. Stuff like that. Totally. Well, you should go ghost hunting with me. I totally will. If you are, you want to go? Like, I wanna... don't want to go, but I want to go to that. I want to go podcast. to that B and B you were talking about. Oh, girl. Yes. Like, I want to do like weird. I'm trying to get a group together to go to like the Queen Mary or something. Oh yeah. Something real spooky. Have you seen that video of um, where they're recording in the like, because I guess they do like ghost tours on the Queen Mary, yeah. and there was a video, and it's like, it's not night vision, but it's it looks like a version of night vision where they're not green but they're all like white and kind of washed out everyone's like around in like some area and you just hear like a baby crying in the background oh my god and they're like there's no baby on board uh uh-uh. uh and then um i want to recommend can i just plug a um uh, a youtube site that i'm obsessed with it's um it's called slapped ham <laughs> okay s l a p p e d h a m and it's a guy's an australian guy and um i subscribe to his channel and I love it because he, he literally like gets really good content and like viewer finds and stuff like that. So it'll be like the top five things never seen before on like television, like or like the top five like haunted dolls, like but on television. And they have like a video of like the, the one is like this little Victorian doll in a chair, and the chair just starts rocking. Oh, the, on national TV. In the middle of, I've in seen the middle that of one. The interview. Yeah, yes. so he does like a whole bunch of it's like. You know, the top five things YouTubers caught and there's no explanation for it. Like there's like some bridge, like a like a bridge. I forget if it's like in London or something like that, or maybe it's in the States, and you just see this thing crawling underneath it. And uh, people are like, What is that? Is it a troll? Is it an escaped gorilla from a zoo? Like like just it's really good and it's really, really fun. Like the top five the top unexplained things caught in a photograph. So it'll be like, you know, this this dad holding his daughter and they're in their Alabama home or whatever and the door is wide open and in the door frames just like a headless Confederate soldier. Gorge. Amazing. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Oh Slapped ham. Slapped, Slapped ham. ham. And yes. what what have you got going on? Um, you can find me on Ease What the Fashion on Snapchat Discover every Thursdays. So you could follow us on Instagram at e underscore what the fashion, and then you can like YouTube me. I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff for e online, Yay. and um, or e's YouTube channel. You can find me, and then uh, I am on the road, back on the road with Jim Jeffries, back in October till the end of December. So uh, go to jimjeffries.com and find when you're on the road, you be. should go ghost. Go I absolutely should. I should, I should, I should. The only tricky thing is is that we're literally in those cities for like that day. I know. And then we leave the next day. Yeah. So I know I need to actually do one. And I need to get my ass back to Savannah, Georgia because I have a whole, oh my God, I have a whole ghost story about Savannah, Georgia. Okay. This is a bonus content. Bonus content. So Savannah, Georgia. Slapped ham. Slapped ham. Savannah, Georgia is one of the most haunted places in the country. Apparently it's like the first city ever to be like colonized in America. Like, like, um. It's old, like 1700s, old, old, old. Like yellow fever swept the whole town, killed everybody. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil was filmed there. So if you go to that cemetery, like you see whole families buried within days of each other from yellow fever. So it's crazy shit. It's an old pirate town. Pirates used to come in there, kidnap people, get them drunk and like put them on board and they wake up in the middle of the ocean. You're like, oh, you're a pirate now. Welcome. (laughs) Um but apparently there's this house in Savannah, Georgia, that this woman and her children were there, and out of nowhere, she was hit in the back of the head with an axe, and her children were murdered, right? Oh, my so, God. So um, the police came. They looked at her. She, her eyes were still flittering. She's going in and out of consciousness, and they're like, who did this? And she said her husband. She said her husband's name. Well, they don't know if her husband, if she was asking for her husband or if like the husband actually did it, so they arrest the husband, kill his ass without a trial or anything. But that place has just been so um, haunted that they've torn it down, built something else, and something else will happen there. Then they tear that down, they've built something else. So it's just an accumulation of bad energy See, and because they think, oh, we can just tear right. down the house yeah. and the problem's gone. Nope, nope, nope. Have you so not my friend, learned anything? My friend Diane and I went there and um, 
we went on this ghost tour and we went in, we had EVPs with us and there were, you know, and like, there was like some hot topic, like manager who was like in charge of the tour. And she's like, last Friday, I saw the ghost of a hanging man in the window. And we're like, okay, Karen. And, um, (laughs) we're like, we've been drinking daiquiris all day. Let's get this over with. So they gave us EVPs. We're walking around. Nothing's happening. Right. So then this guy is like, hey, y'all want to see some shit? Like, let's go back here. And we're like, all right, finally, because, you know, we spent like 50 bucks on this lame-ass tour. And um, and Savannah's just Spanish moss and plantation homes and just, yeah. like, like, spooky. like, like, interview with Beautiful, the vampire. Yes, totally. And um, we go into this tiny, tiny, tiny room, and the guy's like, all right, we come here every night, We and this is the most paranormal room in the entire, like, area. And we're like, well, where the hell are we? And they're like, this used to be the slave quarters. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And they have this this chair, much like this empty chair right here, just sitting in the middle. There's like a whole crew with like, you know, headphones and boom mics and stuff like that. They're like, we come in here every night and ask questions and usually get a response. And as soon as like we walk in that room, it hits up like it starts like you have a meter thing. Yeah. And so they're like, we've given this guy the name Steve which I was like, that's not very Savannah. <laughs> and um, uh, they were like, he likes to come in here and he, you know, he talks to us. And I'm like, Steve, okay. So Diana sits in the chair and I'm like, hey, start asking Steve questions. And it's like, Steve, you know, is it okay if Diana sits in your chair and it lights up green for yes? And so I'm like, um, do you think Diana's pretty? And it's like, yes. And it's like, um, is Diana your type? And it goes to no. And oh, without a beat, damn. Diana's like, Steve, are you gay? And it lights up green. And we Stop. start howling. And the people are like, what? And we just like walk out. <laughs> we get back on the trolley. And I look at my friend Diana. I'm like, oh my God, girl, we just outed a ghost. We still got it. And the Karen Hot Topic girl is just like, we heard there was a uh, instance within the walls of the... The, the establishment. <laughs> what did everybody find? And, we're, and I just go, Steve's gay. And she's like, well, we did hear that there was an instance. Uh, that, that There was a ghost outing. And I'm like, wow, we just outed a ghost. And hopefully he's like off in a better place now. Oh, yeah. He's free and living that gay life yeah. now. So that That's was hilarious. <laughs> we, we outed a ghost. Oh, I just wanted him to God. like dissipate and like be like, yes, queen. <laughs> and like you know, or like <laughs> work, bitch, work, bitch. <laughs> and we're like, bye, Steve. Like Patrick Swayze and Ghost, but he like just snaps and death drops totally. into like the afterlife, the final death drop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Martindale. Ah, oh, that was so funny. God, he's a hoot. Uh, this weekend, if you want to come see me, I'll be, well, I'm going to stop by the Midsummer Scream convention in Long Beach and just, you know, pop around, check it out, go shopping, say hi to friends. If you happen to see me, I don't know, I might, I might be wearing makeup and a wig. I might not. But if you see me and you recognize me, come say hi. I want to say hi to you. But Sunday, I'll be in Palm Springs again, hosting Drag Brunch with Ross Matthews and, uh, great, great lineup of drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race and um, we'll have a great time so I'd love to see you there and please you know join the Facebook group and send me those stories we are doing a story episode next week with Laganja Estranja from season 6 of RuPaul's Drag Race and it's it's a good time it's really funny we just recorded it and I can't wait for you to listen to it so uh, you know join the Facebook group which is called Ghosted by Ross Dresvelez and people are posting a lot of funny memes and, and headlines about ghosts and there was just that zombie chicken i don't know if anybody else saw that raw chicken that like came alive on a um on a plate it was very spooky but somebody posted that in there and um also people were talking about how zach baggins is moving into the manson murder house the la bianca house and uh i did get a lot of messages about that because you know we did our episode with david omen and it's not the same, not the same house, not the same murder. Uh, Google it. There's a, there was two different murders, and this is the one that happened in the Los Feliz neighborhood, which 
has been my neighborhood for uh, uh, various times of my life. And it's very interesting to see uh, that the host of Ghost Adventures will be moving in. So maybe I'll see him at the grocery store. Who knows? Um, also follow me on Instagram at Roz Dresvelez, like my Facebook page, Roz Dresvelez, technically on Twitter as well. And, um, setting up my cameo. So I'd love to say hi to you guys on cameo as well. And yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing good here, guys. We're doing good. Uh, we also have an episode coming up soon with a medium and can't wait to release that. So keep listening. Keep telling your friends. If you like the show, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you have a good ghost story or something nice to say about me, leave it in your five-star review and I might read it on the air. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.